these are all things that I truly think are going to happen in 2024. And this is why myself and why Marcy have been saying to our clients, like, why wait to buy? Hey guys, it's Rachel from the Smart Move Podcast and welcome back to season two. Welcome to season two. Yeah, we're in season two. So welcome. We are episode one. And as you can see, I am here all by my lonely self, but it's going to be super informative, super fun. So stay tuned for what we have all towards your buying, your selling, and your investing. So I guess I really want to start with a few of our fun things that happened last year, and then we'll get into my January to December 2024 predictions. You can take it for what it is. I truly know that there's going to be mixed reviews with some of this. And as things progress, we are in an ever-changing kind of market and economy right now. So things can change. But I do have some pretty good predictions through reading what the economy is doing and what our boards are doing, et cetera, et cetera. So stay tuned for that. It will be interesting. I I promise you. So yeah, I guess our last year successes, we will start with some big things that happened with me in the professional realm. So obviously we hired another member, Marcy, and she's sitting over here. <laughs> Hi, Marcy. <laughs> so Marcy came on. She actually started, she is licensed. So she is our licensed right now, assistant team agent person. We don't really have a proper name for you, but you know what? We'll work with it. So came on to help us out as Isabel is off on her mat leave, which we will get into more. So she came on to kind of help out with that. And then also she's going to be taking some of the lead with some of our buyers and some of our sellers. And so far, so good. If you have met her, I'm sure you know how lovely she is. So that was a huge thing for me. It was one of my goals. And here we are, we're, we're working with it. So that was a big thing professionally. The other kind of fun fact is that we hit top 2% nationally again for Royal Page. Kind of a big deal if you're in the realm of real estate, for those of you that maybe aren't, not a big deal, but that is pretty huge, especially as an individual agent, as I still was technically last year. So ranking within some of the top tier teams all across Canada, huge. And I can only attribute any of those successes to my clients and the support from my clients. Every time that there is someone reaching out to me, putting their trust in me, it is just overwhelming. And yeah, my my gratitude level is like, if I actually talk about it too much, I'll start crying. So, but yeah, that was really huge for us. And then we do have a big goal to go into the 1% this year. So yeah, follow along for that. We'll see. <laughs> I keep looking, looking to Marcy to be like, yeah, that's happening, right? <laughs> so those were some big professional successes that I had personally. In terms of, yeah, bringing Marcy on, I obviously said that Isabel is in her current mat leave because she just had a beautiful baby girl, Frankie Esther. I think I got that right. And she was born, guys, this is a really fun fact. She was born on the same day as Molly's birthday, January 5th. So we are like so excited. We have not seen her in person, but we get daily, um, we're not daily, 
Izzy, they need to be daily. Like you need to do better. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we need some more photos and videos. So we have not met her in person, but we are getting updates and we're just, I think for me, especially I am, I feel like I'm a little bit of like an auntie right now. You'll know I'm fiercely loyal when it comes to my, you know, little kids in life. So that's kind of how I feel with this. And Izzy to me is like, yeah, she wasn't just an assistant, isn't just an assistant. She was like a little sister to me. So this is just like, I like bawled when she told me. I could start crying again. Why am I so emotional, guys? I got to start like not thinking emotions. <laughs> so that's really exciting. Go give her some love. Everyone is healthy. Everyone's happy. And we're just really excited to see Frankie grow up. So that was another big thing that was happening around here, I guess. Yeah, pretty much all of last year. So another huge thing, if you had been kind of following along in not just my Instagram, but also we had Jeff, my husband on here, part of the podcast. And a huge thing that we were doing last year, well, it's been about two years, was our home renovation. So we were going full gut of our original home and we added an addition onto our current home. It was a process. We I lived in a trailer for, I don't know, almost six months. And if you caught that podcast, you can hear us kind of talking about that. But it was fun. We did, I think the biggest thing for me, I learned a lot being on the like, consumer side of it. Like Jeff has been part of this and I have been part of this for as long as we've been together, which is like 17 years. But yeah, just really being in the thick of it from start to finish was really cool for me to learn something that there were things that I didn't know, right? So to be a part of that process was really neat for me. We are almost done. And by almost, I mean like we're done the main floor. I keep saying to the guys here that I'm going to have them come over for a big dinner when it is finally finished. And, and then they also have to take professional photography and videography. So maybe that'll happen in 2024. We'll see. So that's kind of the personal things that were going on. Obviously, as you know, I've been doing a lot of coaching and with that coaching, my personal coach has been, she has a more holistic approach. And so Marissa and I work a lot on mindset, which has been huge for me because in this business, even though I've been doing it for a long time, I feel like sometimes we can get bogged down with seeing what everyone else is doing. And I talk about that a lot. Last year, I was on a few panels speaking about that exact thing, having the imposter syndrome and how do you get over that? How do you go over that mindset and get into where you really truly believe in yourself and what you do? It takes a lot of work and every year I feel like I'm constantly doing that. So where that leads me is I always do a word of the year. Now, word of the year, it's interesting. We had actually at church, we had a sermon that wasn't so much about word of the year, but like word of life, right? And at that, you know, so you can listen, fellowship, Christian church. There you go. YouTube it. But as my pastor was talking about what our word should be in his was wisdom, I was thinking, shoot, should I be changing my word? I didn't. Sorry, Pastor Hilmer. My word of the year, though, and I did want to say this to him because I think it could also really be on the same level. My word of the year is refine. So over the last year, I had been kind of talking. So if we're going to go business-wise, I've been talking to Marcy and Izzy about just really refining my systems, my processes, even this, like the podcast, like how are we going to do 
a little bit better than last year so that we can perform better, right? So that I'm always kind of challenging myself to, I hate when people say, do better, but I am challenging myself to do better. So in terms of business, that's kind of where I was like, I I just really want to like work on our systems, get our CRM, like total banged out, whatever. Anyways, so when we were going through our business plan in December, I think that was, we, Marcy and I were talking and I was saying this to her and I was like, I need my word of the year. And I'm like, I just really want to refine my, and all of a sudden we're like, that's totally the word. So refine is my word of the year. Obviously, if you know anything refine in the Webster's dictionary, uh, means to free from impurities or or unwanted material to free from moral imperfection. And then they have beside that elevate, which is really crazy because my word last year was elevate to improve or perfect by pruning or polishing to reduce in vigor or intensity and also to free from what is coarse vulgar or uncouth the intransitive verb is to become pure or perfected or to make improvement by introducing subtleties or distinctions so if you look at what the dictionary says and i put that to what i want 2024 to be not only in my business and in my profession, I want that to be in my personal life, in my spiritual life. I think we're always constantly working to, yeah, to improve ourselves and to become better. Obviously, for me, in my Christian standpoint, that's going to look a lot different. But yeah, it is something that I just think really goes from business to professional to personal really, really, really well. So I'm excited to have you guys come along with me for that refining And if you catch me, you know, like going back that way and certain things, then call me out on it. I love a little constructive criticism, sort of. (laughs) So that's kind of, I think, what's been happening around here. I know you all really are here not to listen to me. Podcast-wise, we have some really fun stuff. If you watched our episode 10 with Ground to Air Media, we kind of talked about what we wanted to do for season two. And that was, I think some of the big things were go mobile, which we will be doing in a certain sense. So you will be seeing us a little more outside of this studio. Other things were, yeah, playing around with the set. Obviously, you can see again today our set looks a little bit different and I love it. It's super intimidating being behind the camera by yourself. And that's that. So those are some things. And then just adding some ideas from, you know, we actually got together in like the first week of January, I think that was, and sat down, roundtabled some ideas and um, just some really neat things that we're going to have coming with this podcast. So every month we pretty much have all of 2024 set out already, but some of our guests are going to be really interesting. And then just kind of what we're taking this again, everything helping the buyer, the seller, the investor, we are continuing that focus that is going to be my goal always is to give you guys value. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what the podcast has to do within within the year. So stay tuned for that kind of stuff. Obviously, we want you guys to follow us along. We are everywhere on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We're, I don't know, where else are we? Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple, anywhere. So stay tuned for that fun stuff. Okay. So the part you've been waiting for, because no one really wants to listen to me the whole time. You are listening to me the whole time. No one really wants to know what's going on. <laughs> what you guys really want to know are what are my 2024 predictions for the market, not so much for the economy because I'm totally not an economist, but 
in terms of real estate, what we're going to see in Hamilton, in Burlington, in the surrounding areas, and then within the greater Ontario kind of region there, the GTA. So I personally, I don't know about you, Marcy, but I personally have a managed, yeah, I would say a managed optimism about how 2024 is going to play out. I think we saw the tipping point last year. I think we saw our biggest, I guess, buyer's market in about November. December was pretty high too, but I would say November, December of last year. And where I'm seeing January play out already, I'm thinking, you know, we're we're going to slowly come into a balanced market again. And then will we see some sort of seller's market kind of come the spring? I, yeah, spring, summer. I think, I think it's happening, guys. Once interest rates drop, and they will drop, whether it's Q2 or Q3, I'm not quite sure, but I can safely say that we will start to see some drops. Once we see interest rates start to drop, like what will happen then? Obviously, if you guys were around in 2020, 2021, the real estate market is going to go crazy again. People have been holding off because of uncertainty within our economy, obviously because of the interest rate hikes. There is, you know, greater stuff going on within the country, but then also worldwide. So people have been holding off because of that, I think. But I also truly believe in a herd mentality is that when everybody's doing something, everyone else else is going to do it. So when when we see those interest rates start to drop, I think we're going to see the buyers come out feeling confident again, just like what happened in, I want to say, May of last year when it was insane and we saw our highest activity, right, Marcy? I think it's going to happen. We're going to see enhanced competition in the market because we already have housing shortages. So we're going to see shorter days on market. We're going to see people interested in the same product. And I think we're going to see multiple offers again, and that will lead to price escalation. So these are all things that I truly think are going to happen in 2024. And this is why myself and why Marcy have been saying to our clients, like, why wait to buy? If you are interested in buying now, why are you waiting? Because again, as I said, herd mentality is a real thing. Once everyone comes out or once you come out, so will everyone in that sense. If you, I don't know, um, oh my goodness, there was this meme that I saw on the broke agent. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, There was this meme that the broke agent uh, threw out and it was like from the Cowboys game on Sunday, I believe it was. And you saw like two people start to enter the stadium. And then all of a sudden it was like all these crowds entering the stadium. It was kind of like buyers the point of view this um, once interest rates drop or whatever. And you just see this rush of people coming into the stadium. Anyways, I thought that was hilarious because it is so true. That is exactly what is going to happen. And if you don't believe me, you're wrong. That's it. That's it. So we will see enhanced competition. As I said, we will see shorter days on market right now. It's really nice. In a sense, we have some time to go see properties. I think that's going to change come end of January, even February. I think it's going to happen that soon, truly. If we see a rate hold on the 24th, which I'm going to bet my left shoe 
that we will, we're going to see, we're going to see that. We're going to see shorter days on market already. We're going to see people coming out with that buyer confidence. So, and that's, yeah, end of January. So I think end of January, February, we are going to be seeing some of that, um, some of that start to happen. The other thing is we have an affordability crisis. No matter what way you want to say it, that is the reality. When the government tries to get involved, and I'm not going to go too much into that, but it, it, it isn't doing much. This affordability crisis is not going anywhere. I think rent will continue to go up. And I think housing prices year over year will be up over 2024. If you look at some of the stats, and again, I did say in my Instagram story that I would be coming with the stats and the data. If you look at year over year, even with our dip that we had last year, and we did, we had quite a dip last year, you can see that our projection of housing prices has never gone down significantly and we're always going up. So yeah, there will be little dips here and there, but we're always going to be having an escalation in, in, in pricing. I would say by the end of 24, so don't entirely quote me on this, but if you want to, maybe we can make a bet, a friendly wager, if you will. I think we'll be up in this area, especially in Toronto, we'll be up like five to 10% by the end of the year. You heard it here first. If I'm wrong, you know what? I, I might be like, the number could be a little bit off. It could be like three to 4%, but I can absolutely guarantee that we won't be going down. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. You heard it here first. December 2024, if I'm wrong, I'll give you each a hug. Because <laughs> there's an affordability crisis and I can't do I can't give money out. With all of that being said, I also think that now is, okay, so I guess in predictions, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of creative ways of purchasing. So in... And I think that's something actually we should be focusing on. And that gave me an idea for one of our guests coming up. But I think we really need to be talking about creative ways of purchasing. What are what are some options for that? I'm looking at obviously the co-signing with parents, but I'm seeing starting to come co-signing with siblings, co-signing with friends. Probably wouldn't recommend that one so much, but I'm seeing people coming in bulk and and buying properties together so that they can make these the lack of affordability uh, work for them. And I think there's also going to come to a point where there's going to be some creative lending from whether it's going to be your conventional mortgage, but I think there is going to be some interesting lending rates and stuff like that coming. We already saw like what's the amortization now like 40 years or 90 years. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that one. So yeah, I do I do predict that we're going to see a little more interesting ways of of lending, of purchasing, and I'm excited to kind of see that and I really when we do have another mortgage specialist on here, I believe that's in February already. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they would have to say about that because I think it's something that we need to be looking at um just with the rate of all of that. Yeah, those are pretty much my predictions. Interest rates, we will see a drop, whether it's in Q2, Q3, we're not 100% sure, but they will be dropping. We're going to see enhanced competition when that happens. Our house prices are going to go up. Oh, rent. I didn't talk about that. Rent will continue to go up. Like that one's insane. And I think we're going to see some more creative purchasing stuff in, in 2024. So those are my 2024 predictions for the housing market. Everyone always asks me, 
what market we're in right now. So that it generally changes. But right now, if I'm looking in the Hamilton, actually, I just printed these out, but now I'm not even pulling out my print. I guess to let you guys know, if you're in a seller's market, we're less than four months approximately of in- inventory. If it's a balance marked, we're about four to six months. And if it's a buyer's market, we're uh, more than six months of inventory. What does that mean to you? It, you might not get it. But for us as agents, when I'm presenting a property, when I'm listing a property, I'm always looking at the months of inventory and seeing what kind of market we're up against. Right now in Hamilton, we're technically in a balanced market. In Burlington, we're in still a bit of a buyer's market. But again, come talk to me end of March. And I think we're going to see it go back into a seller's. Not a huge seller's market like we saw in 2021, obviously. That's that was insane. But yeah, that's kind of where we are. So Hamilton, we're seeing very balanced. Burlington's still a little more buyers onto the balanced end. And then come a few months, get out there and buy, guys. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. And on that note, bye, bye, bye. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's pretty much it for today. I hope you enjoyed my first solo podcast episode. I kind of liked it, kind of hated it all at the same time. Either way, we will have amazing episodes coming up for you come February every month. So you know what to do. Follow along the Smart Move podcast. You can follow me on my Instagram, Rachel in Real Estate or the Smart Move podcast. And we'll see you next time.